we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a breaking content warning. This podcast, which has escaped and is headed towards Slaughter Swamp, has occasionally been known to talk about dirty things, including penises, and often says the fuck word. You have been warned. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Slaughter Swamp to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who has the best secret hideout? Now, first of all, I have purposely done zero research for this question. Okay. Just so we could just spitball and see what happens with this, because I, I know we love doing this kind of episodes. But I do have a couple of questions on this. One, because that, that was just the question. Who has the best secret hideout? One, does it have to be in comics or do we get to include cartoons? I I branched out. Like Better my... than Stowe, Steven. I also want to include, do we get to include movies as well? Because my answer is going to be from a movie. I have two answers. One's video game, one's literature. I'm 100% fine with all of this. I am just asking for the sake of asking. Two, how hardcore do we keep the word secret in this? That was more... <laughs> I was more wondering how closely we define hideout, but... Yeah, like, <laughs> do we do secret hideout, people don't know about it, or is it cool as base because titan's tower is in the running for one and not allowed for the other but for example i would say i kept trying could, to think secret i think personally. it could go secret base because it's off limits and there's a bunch of fucking security and it's pretty fucking secret about how that shit's run yeah but it's also a giant t-shaped tower in the san francisco like it's openly like our tower keeps getting blown up well it's a giant t-shaped tower in san francisco bay it's not a secret it's not a secret, but it's also, like, pretty fucking, like, secluded. Tyler, make the call. I don't actually care. We can do another if we do it. I mean, I did I did a little bit of research just to, to jog my memory some, and I tried to sort of keep a little bit more in the secret, but, like, one of mine stretches... Hideout. Okay. So what about do, like Avengers Manor, uh, Avengers Mansion? Or let's like, do let's do secret hideout, and another time we can do another question that is just, just who has the best the base. best base. Okay. Next question, because I don't watch enough He Man to know. Does what does Castle Grayskull count as? Because it does look cool as fuck. I, it's not secret at all. I okay. Because well, that was my first thought, and then I was like, mm, no, Castle everybody knows about. <laughs> Probably not. Interesting. That was your first. Thought. I don't like He Man, but I do like Castle Grayskull. Like that's that toy looks awesome. Oh, very bitchin'. My first okay. This my, is gonna knock out the techno drum too. I will say my first one's a little. Oh, it knocks out basically like a lot a lot of my list. Oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it I doesn't mean, knock out my main one. My first my my not main one is a little bit cheap because who has the best secret hideout? It's me in the XCOM series. We're not. That's not the answer. No. Um, Part of the XCOM series is building your own base. Which and is I've secret. heard you talk about your base many times. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. Well, then no. The answer's me, and it's the Minecraft mountain that I've definitely I dug not out. Me. I yeah. I'm terrible at both of these styles of games. I dug out an entire Minecraft mountain, and then I turned it into my base. I do have um, one question, though. Do we knock out the Batcave as being the obvious answer? I don't know if it's the best. It's the most iconic. I love the Batcave. It's, it's very so bitching. Okay. Okay, that's. I just it's, wanted. It gets. I was re-listening to our X Men episode, and we like cut out a couple obvious answers on one of our previous questions. So I was just seeing if we wanted to continue. I don't mind because Batcave is in my top three. If it's not, I'd say. Oh, it. now that you said X Men, though, what does how much does Krakoa? Krakoa is not a secret, my guy. But its location is. But the expansion for sure would be. 
It is. It is. I would personally count the X Mansion more than I would count Krakoa. But if you want to put, oh Krakoa, wow, I would count them way the other way around because at least like people know where the X Mansion's at. Yes, but they don't know about the like eighteen sublayers. Yeah, that is a yeah, but they don't know anything about Krakoa other than mutants live there. All right. Okay, I will count Krakoa then. If if I can count the X Mansion, you can count Krakoa. <laughs> We're square. <laughs> this is a much more divisive episode than I thought it was going to be. Okay, so I just want to put out my answer do. for my number one, and it is it's it's the Turtles Lair from TMNT Two: Secret of the Ooze. Ooh, I do abandoned love train subway station I turned into an apartment lair. with fucking nineties aesthetic. It does win, especially over their original one, which was the. Uh, it was like an old pawn shop or something that the April's family owned. Yeah, they lived like, like uh, above it or something. Yeah, no, the the turtle lair. Maybe it's just because I was born in the eighties, like the ass end of the eighties, but I still grew up during turtle time. I uh, wholeheartedly blame the turtle lair on my ability to think that like shitholes are nice. Shitholes are nice, and I can yes, I can build a fucking bookshelf out of cinder blocks and and wood boards, and this is a perfectly acceptable form of a bookshelf. So, the turtle layer is to blame for millennial architecture? I well, that and on, the economy. But, well, that um, too. Both of them. But I blame it on mine. <laughs> it does kind of tie in why I so desperately wanted to live in a loft growing up. Also, yeah. I think tree houses. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Codename Kids Next Door. Does it count? Their treehouse. I never saw any of this. Okay, never mind. Couldn't tell it's you. not a secret, but it is. It, Codename Kids Next Door has to allow for a lot of, like, adults don't notice things. Okay, then we're going to. I'll backburn that one for base. Honorable mention. <laughs> Honorable, Honorable mention, mention cool. for base. It's definitely not secret now that you. Oh god, my I, I got in touch with an old friend from high school and they're telling me that they live in a house that is based around like the center part of it that they build out of is an old circus like train car or something like that. Oh, I'm like, oh you I... live in the coolest place on earth. Oh, that's wild. Right? <laughs> no, okay, past my cheap one of XCOM, like my actual number one is I fucking love Demon Reach from Dresden Files. Oh, the His creepy island. island. Okay. It does talk to him. Which I appreciate, and he's yeah. got a creepy demon base underneath it. That, that, that was the one where I'm like, it's not, it wasn't made to be a hideout. It's mm-hmm. a, it's spoilers, a prison, <laughs> but it effectively works as a hideout for at least like five books of the series, and is kind of his fallback because of how secure it is. Also, just super cool that since he um, subjugated the. The island spirit, he has intellectus while on the island, so the second he steps foot on it, he immediately knows everything about the island. Like, as as easy as breathing could tell you how many ants are walking on it at any given time, oh. or how many fish are swimming in the water, and the sheer power of the prisoners that are uh, captured underneath it has caused it to sprout its own ley line. Plus, Alfred's awesome. I'm not trying to argue you on this, but the reason it's not going to top any of mine is because if you're not Harry Dresden, that place sucks. Well, yeah, (laughs) which is part of the reason why I think it's cool. Okay, that's fair. I just, as not Harry Dresden, I don't want to go there. I want to go to my three options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My honorable mentions Mm -hmm. are Happy Harbor. Happy Harbor's good. It's, Ooh, yeah. I love, I especially love what they do with Young Justice of having it be like an open secret that is known to be like a previous, young, like a Justice League thing. So it's just like, 
it's a, it's an open secret, but it's supposed to be deactivated essentially, mm-hmm. not in use, but they're still using it, and so it's secret. I like that. In the original Young Justice comic book, not the cartoon, but the comic, they find out about it because the after they saved the world, the Justice League lets them have like a sleepover, and they were <laughs> at Happy Harbor, so they were there. And Red Tornado ends up joining them because he got so annoyed at Superboy, Impulse, and Robin arguing with each other that he's like he had shut himself off, separated from all emotion, because he just didn't under- know if he could connect with humanity and Impulse annoyed him so much that he came back to life basically to be like shut up <laughs> not important to this I just I Happy Harbor's a great choice and then my other one is kind of probably be the Fortress of Solitude it's in my top three I think I pick it over the Batcave only from the standpoint of I love Superman's menagerie of like exotic alien uh like also it's reserve. one of the places where crystals works for me usually when they're like by the power of crystals i'm like oh shut the fuck up <laughs> but for some reason with superman i'm down with it i will say it's gotta be his arctic fortress of solitude a couple of times they've tried to be like that one was destroyed so he built a new one in the amazon i don't know why it's always the amazon but this has happened like three times in the last 20 years although do we count that one as secret it seems kind of out it's it's like a location unknown secret kind of thing it seems to be known that he has it if you know superman you know that he has it okay i think i think the average person no clue my favorite thing about it is that he just has, like, a normal, like, a door with, like, a welcome mat and a impossibly heavy key under that he keeps underneath the mat mm-hmm. in most versions. Either that or a giant key, but I prefer the tiny one that is just... Like, made from a neutron star. That said, it weighs so much that I looked at that and I was like, that would just... Crack. Collapse into the... Yeah, yeah. That would destroy the planet, Superman. So, my follow-up question that is, is the lock made of anything special? Because... What's to stop me from just picking it? If it's it's a never really key? come up before. They're like heavy key because if it's a heavy, if it's a heavy lock, then it's gonna also be equally hard to turn. In fairness, Bat- Batman has broken into the Fortress of Solitude many times. Yeah, I also imagine just due to the lighting scheme of some of it, it's probably there. There's got to be a fucking open window somewhere. 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 In some versions, it like goes beneath the ice until Superman arrives, and then it rises. I think it's one of those that you just shouldn't think too heavily about it. Like, there there are some parts of comic books that you should dive deep and examine every bit. And then there are other parts of comic books where you should definitely not do that. Even though most of this podcast is designed around poking the bits that you definitely should not poke. And that's half the fun. Oh, I love it. Oh, I guess I do have a non-cheap number, too. No, I'm, I was just making fun of you with being mad no, about it's that. Cheap. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cheap. I, I love the... Uh the dead celestial Avengers base. I do like that. It's creepy, but I like it. They beat up a celestial and then they use its corpse. They ghost rider ghost rid and turn it into a base. Is this kind of like nowhere? Ooh, no, uh, nowhere mm. is not secret. So it doesn't, it's count not, for I know this, it's not but secret, but it's along the same size. It's like structurally. Nowhere was just the head. This is the whole this body. Is all of it. Oh, that's the fucking elevator shit. is through the spine. Oh, cool. It's rad as hell. Also, it recently came to life and is judging everyone whether Earth will live or die. You know, so bad hideout in that regard. Uh, but <laughs> It was one of those, the, uh, Ghost Rider's like, no, the Celestial wants us to do this. I'm like, this is going to end so badly, but I'm super into it in the meantime. <laughs> Former mech turned to no, sentient... Uh, not, not mech. N- n- like, Space God. 
Space guy, giant, giant mech, whatever, former, um, uh, like, giant walking around entity now turned into fucking home base is a concept I fucking love so much. <laughs> Similar to after Thor beat up Galactus for something, he stole his helmet. I think Galactus <laughs> was supposed to be dead and just put it on the front of the Rainbow Bridge so when you entered Asgard, you walked through Galactus's like faceplate. Nice. I was really into that. Oh, definitely not a secret, but whenever they fucking put uh, Asgard over some place in Oklahoma. Broxton. Yeah. Poor Broxton, Oklahoma. Poor Broxton. Has, Asgard has fallen on it like four times. Okay, so, Fortress of Solitude, we've already mentioned. Batcave, it's got a mecha T-Rex and a giant penny. I don't know why I love the giant penny so much, I just do. It's so fucking quintessentially the, like, solid example of a secret hideout that I, it's like an absolute definitive number two without argument for me of, like, absolute best, and it could easily be number one, but I feel like it's just such a core example that I don't want to give it a number one. For me, it's number one because of all the stuff you said, but I agree with what you're saying, which is why I went with my third option, which is the Phantom's Skull Cave. Ooh. Oh, yes. Skull hideouts always. Skull just hide- like We almost did this of what's the best skull hideout, and we might do that in the future still. Sure. I am reserving that question in the list. <laughs> um, I'm just going to ask that question on the list so that we can do it. The Skull Cave. I mean, the Phantom, we've talked about him a couple of times before. He's the first superhero to have the, like, white eyes under the mask. He's super mm-hmm. important. Cargo cults have been formed around him. He's amazing. A little problematic. But they've done some work on that over the years. But the part of the thing is that there have been phantoms for generations since the 1500s, and they're sworn to fight pirates and various other things, and they operate out of Skull Cave, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a cave shaped like a skull, and you know that someone got really high and looked, and they're like, that kind of looks like a skull, and spent the rest of their lives really just adding to that fact. But inside, there's... A centuries-old library of phantom lore. There's the mausoleum. There's a place where the wolf hangs out. Shadow? No. Shadow's the horse, I think. I don't know if it was ever given an official name, but honorable mention, especially because of how much we were talking Batcave for a second, Zorro's Cave. Zorro's Cave kicks all kinds of ass. While we're going with this other honorable mention, it definitely doesn't be any of the things we've mentioned other than maybe your XCOM base. (laughs) The Lone Ranger Silvermine. Mm. It's just cool. It's just the his family was killed over this silver mine, and he uses the silver mine to create silver bullets, which he uses to just be super extra and to pay for his everything. Oh, God, that's Ooh. so frustrating. It definitely doesn't count the Green Hornet's Garage. Oh, yeah. Mostly just because it's like, I, I like the like billboard opening up so the Black Beauty can go out through it. Oh, the Black Beauty. It doesn't oh. win. The Black Beauty might win in like best vehicles of a superhero. We should do that one. On, well, we've gotten so many episodes out of this episode, I <laughs> <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> Honestly, all those pulp characters have great fucking... Hideouts. Several of and them cars. are Empire State Building. Yeah. Because Doc Savage different floors. openly hung out in the Empire State Building, and the Shadow secretly hung out like three floors down and just didn't mention it to him. I want to ha- throw in another honorable mention for me of a secret hideout is the Monarchs. Uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, it's, what does he call it? Um, um, cocoon? Is it? I think... 
I think it's the cocoon, but I have not watched that show the in a Chrysalis? long time. I know there's the Monarch Mobile, which is my what my brain was <laughs> to say. Oh my god, yes. I okay. want to say it's called the cocoon. So, our top three seem to be Skull Cave. What was yours? The Fortress? Uh, the, uh, the, no. No. For sure. Definitely no. The num- the subway hideout for oh, TMNT. Uh, TMNT, the Skull Cave. I'm still on Demon Reach. And Demon Reach. And the Bat Cave is like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm on a Batman kick right now, and even so, I'm reading like every character around Batman as opposed to like Bruce Wayne himself. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of DC villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Owlman? Which one? All of them. Okay, so the main Owlman ranges from looking really cool to insanely stupid, and he is the Owlman. He's basically the Batman of Earth 3 and a member of the crime syndicate of America. America has a K in it. So the idea is the crime syndicate is that world's version of the Justice League, except this is the evil world. This is like Spock with a beard mirror universe. Earth One is the Silver Age onward. So it's the Justice League, it's Batman, Superman, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, Barry Allen, yada, yada, yada. Earth Two is the Golden Age character. So Alan Scott, yeah. Jay Garrick, Flash, the, the these got merged later on, mm-hmm. but that was the original setup. Earth Three is the evil one. So instead but of... But not the Nazi one. But not the Nazi one. That's Earth. That's S. different. Yeah. That's where fascism isn't evil. That's the one where World War II never ended, and the longer it goes, the more you're like, Jesus Christ, I was heavy when this came out in the 60s. Okay. But uh, in that one, it's Johnny Quick instead of The Flash. It's Power Ring instead of Green Lantern, Ultraman, Superwoman, and Owlman. Now, I can't believe this. I'm about to say a nice thing about James Woods. If you you want to watch a version of this that's definitively good, one, go read Grant Morrison's Earth 3 crossover. But two, watch Justice League Crisis on Multiple Earths. It's a a movie, an animated movie that they did, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, somewhere in that range. Yeah. After I got out of high school, so it's post-2007, that has this, the Justice League is sent over to Earth-3 where they can take on the crime syndicates. The important thing about this, and why I'm going to say nice thing about James Woods, who sucks? James Woods is the fucking worst. He's a really good voice actor, though. And he plays a version of Owlman who finds out that there's multiple Earths, and his nihilism goes then there's no point to anything. My choices do not matter because there's another universe where I made a different choice. And thus, anything I do does not matter. So the only thing that I could do that would matter would be to shut everything down. So he tracks down Earth Zero, the very first Earth that all of the other timelines split off from. And he tries to blow it up. Because that'll that'll solve problems. For whatever weird reasons, if he blows up this one, it starts a strain, chain reaction that will blow up all of the other Earths, all the other universes. And I imagine this is the reason why Earth 2 or whatever, but basically Earth yeah. 2 is going to Earth 3 to stop Earth 3? Yeah, Earth 1. Well, that's because Lex Luthor, who's a hero in that world, in Earth 3... All the good guys are bad guys, and all the bad guys are good guys. Can we just do a fucking uh, exchange program? <laughs> uh, one thing that comes up in Grant Morrison's version is on that world, on Earth 3, good can't win. 
It is the world where evil wins. So yeah, we send all our bad guys there, and then they just, you know, chill. Chill. <laughs> Honestly, there's worse ideas. And we bring all their good guys here, and they just, like, uh, chill. Part of the reason they lost when they sent an invasion over to Earth-1 is they had killed their versions of, like, Aquaman and the Martian Manhunter, and they were in Plastic Man. So they were wildly unequipped to handle not their counterparts. Right. They're like, oh god, a Martian. Oh, we killed that a long time ago. Oh god, he's got so many powers. <laughs> Martian Manhunter has, has so, so many, many powers. powers. Now, there is a couple of Owlmen who have appeared in Earth. It's Earth Prime in this version, but it's, you know, the merged Earth 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And all, the, the main DC universe. Uh-huh. One is actually a hero who joins the Outsiders, who's a Roy something. He only appears for a couple issues in the Outsiders, and he was... In that run, Batman had died. It was right after Batman R.I.P. by Grant Morrison, and Batman had assembled a new Outsiders to be basically a team to do everything Batman did, because the world always needs a Batman. And so he was on the Outsiders this Owlman, to be their detective. It was actually a really good book that went off the rails immediately after the first storyline. Which sucks. But another Owlman appears in the Court of Owl storyline. Now, this character has been implied to exist a couple of times, but here's where he is. He is Thomas Wayne Jr. He is the brother of Bruce Wayne that Bruce Wayne did not know he had. I'm not a big fan of this character's existence because it makes the Waynes way shittier. Now, it varies. Part of it is Bruce is really young, but, I mean, it still sucks. Like, it's just... But the idea is, I believe that he was having mental problems and had to be uh, put in an institution. Yikes. But, yes, this and also seems like a they're thing. rich POS, you know, because they're rich. Sorry, uh, eat the rich. They were keeping it kind of hush-hush, partially to protect the child, because you really don't need the paparazzi trying to get into your, you know, insane asylum to take pictures but for whatever reason, Bruce Wayne does not know about this kid, and he's not there when the parents die. He is taken in by the Court of Owls and set up... If I, I haven't read the Court of Owls in a long time, but I think set up to be one of their talons, and he kind of just seizes control. He does hide himself under the name of, I believe, Lincoln March, the, uh, and makes friends with Bruce. And then shows up and he's like, by the way, I was the bad guy all along. And <laughs> changes into Owlman, punches him a few times, gets beaten up, and then <laughs> I don't think shows up again. <laughs> That's the best way to describe that. Uh, he's made small appearances okay. here and there since then. He's but, yeah, not basically. wildly important to the... He falls under the classic Batman trap. When you have a Batman, you want an anti-Batman. And we don't need the Joker, and as much as I want the Joker to be retired, he works as the best anti-Batman. But you want Batman but evil. And we get Bane, and Hush, and the Scourge, and kind of Killer Moth, although he was created to be a pathetic. Or Owlman. But the problem is, there's only so many times you can use fail Batman safe. but evil. Failsafe, the modern character, is a pretty good one. He's this month. I just read a Tumblr post about it. Fu- okay, <laughs> that explains it. That storyline's not even done yet. <laughs> Also, I think he's a robot created by Bruce Wayne. but uh, uh, Entirely. Uh, a failsafe <laughs> to prevent Batman from going overboard. <laughs> that then he then wiped from his own memory. God, is the Batman big really has to stop making, like, what if I go evil? But the problem is, okay, so Bane appears. He's the anti-Batman. He breaks Batman's back. Hush almost drives Batman insane and manipulates all of his villains against him. But he's finally defeated. How do you top that story? 
Bane broke the bat. Where do you go from there? Nowhere. Right. Every story is increasingly diminishing returns. And there's been good Bane stories. There's been good Owlman stories. There's been good Doomsday stories to do like an anti-Superman. But it doesn't work because they become less the anti-bat every time they lose. Catman's another one that I forgot that's kind of <laughs> the anti-bat. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do an anti-superhero, it needs to be their opposite, not them through a mirror darkly. Batman and the Joker, I hate to say it. Superman and Lex Luthor. The closest that you get of making it work is Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, but they're still different enough that it works, as opposed to, I, if you're going to use Venom as a villain, he really is a case of diminishing returns. Because when he was a bad guy, he was Spider-Man, but evil. Yeah, I'd Owlman. Say... I'm sorry, that was where... That was... No, you nailed it. I've... And then Owlman's designs, other than the initial one, which is very dumb. The initial one's really dumb. The other ones are it, really His good. face is completely uncovered. It's a mostly Batman-looking face, and then he's got, like, a brown cowl thing on the top. <laughs> it's like they fucking cut the head off an owl and just put it on his forehead. Yes. Which, honestly, <laughs> if they just said they did that, I would like it better, because he's from the evil world. But it's real fucking dumb. No, it's very bad. And later on, it gets designed to a... Batman costume, but owl-based, and it's really cool. It really is. Different Owlman from Watchmen, right? Yes, that's Night Owl. Night Owl, okay. Oh, that's much cooler. Yes. Oh, that's a uh, David Finchstrom one, so that's super cool. Oh, shit. I also may have just seen something about this guy on Tumblr as well. Um, does he also have, like, a fucking um, a bat cave, or a night cave, or basically, like, a bat cave equivalent? I'm sure. Yeah, I think I just saw something about, like, Harley Quinn getting a tour through this cave, and I'm just like, man, this guy's a fucking pretentious asshole. <laughs> it's definitely implied at one point that there was a character named Talon, who was the, uh, basically the Robin of Earth-3 that escaped to Earth and joined the Teen Titans for a while. Mm. That's cool. They never really did anything with it. It was a, a storyline during one year later where they skipped forward a year. and They're like, what happened while well, we were gone? And the thing was, there was a bunch of Titans that joined and left during that time. And one of them was Talon. And I went, no, go back. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I please. Please I, go back. I, I'm the curious. story you're writing is not very good, but all of the characters you're showing are really interesting. Just show me them. The cocoon is the monarch space. Perfect. Nice. Had to look it up. Oh, that's great. Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we'd want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away.